But we just, we're excited to have y'all on with us because this, this topic in particular is one that really sinks a lot of people yeah. if we don't know what to do because so yeah. often we think that our feelings are ourselves, like that we are how we're feeling. And so there can be moments where, you know, we, I can't tell you how many times under the word or like under the anointing, I've received an instruction from God or God's told me to do something or different things. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because like I'm in it and the Lord's told it to me. I'm like, this is going to be great. And then two days later, all of a sudden there's the opportunity to stop doing it. (laughs) And it's like, well, you know, I'm, I guess not. I don't need to right now. Side note, uh, pastor's here. So if you see like a random hand or something like that, Pastor Brian is here. Like that Bible. That's his. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, Corey commented too. He said hi from New Hampshire. Corey. We have both Corey and Brandy on. Whoa. Doubly blessed. Highly favored. Uh, Grayson says, Sissy and Gray playing in the backyard. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Is it? Is I didn't realize it was warm enough for that. Maybe it's. I'm very outside. bundled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true though. So one of those, this topic in particular, if we don't know the difference, and I'm sure that we're going to have to get into the three parts of man to like properly explain it. Yeah. But knowing the difference between why am I feeling this way, but I still have a leading to do this thing versus I don't know what to do. Like what part of you is talking is huge. Yeah. So these are all things that we're going to get into today. Um, Pastor Brian is here. So, guys, tell Pastor hi as he's walking on right now. Let him say hello to you as well. Hello. And good morning, sir. Hello. Afternoon. Hello. How are y'all? Good. Well. <coughs> good. Well. Well. See. Good. <laughs> Bad. Good to see everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Excellent. I'm so sorry. I opened the soda <laughs> opening, and made a sound. I'm like, stink. <laughs> I'm also sorry for the silence that followed that as I drank it. But Pastor Cole said, what? Both Johnstons? Yes. It's too blessed on 2 2 2 2 Oh, that's true. It is Tuesday today. That's true. 2 2 2 2 2 I like it. Tuesday. Tuesday 2 22 It's very nice. Yes. We should probably have celebrated, but we didn't think of it until right now. Oh. We did Where's Buddy today, though. It's true. That is a celebration in and of itself. What's that? Where's Buddy? Where we hide Buddy's face. Oh, have we done that yet? We did. Yeah. Oh, good. Where was he? Uh, he? He was in a meme. He was in a meme. Off to the side of a meme. Oh, I like that. I like that game. Would you enjoy Bud the Spud? No. <laughs> it's Pastor and Amy. He hasn't spoken. He just said he wouldn't personally enjoy it. <laughs> but we're a wide net. Yeah. Greg said, happy Tuesday, Tuesday. TWO's day. Hey, we've got Jew and Greek. Jew and Greek. He says he's digging the trucker hat. Grayson's here to tell you that she's the one that found Buddy. She said, I finded him. (laughs) I finded him? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like that. I like it when people mess up grammar. Makes me happy. Really? It sure does. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of like drawing outside the lines thinking outside of the box and like I reject your social structure and I will <laughs> I'm rebelling against your grammar right now. So. <laughs> this this is Do you like that? At this point I don't care anymore. I used to care. Yeah. And so Pat that's why Pastor or one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit had Pastor do it during messages and he'd look at me when he did it. 
He'd he'd be like, gooder. I would gooder. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like thinking of you ahead of time. I would. I would do it, and the Holy Ghost would lead me that way. And then I'd think, oh, Barrett probably loves this. And then do it would keep going. Yeah. You know, one thing that I found myself saying a lot is because a lot of people here say it is throwed away instead mm. of through. I've started saying throwed. Like, throwed. I, I like I throwed it away. I've heard you have several Southern-isms recently. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. It really is very interesting in our church. I was I was talking to Brother Tracy about this the other day. It really is very, very interesting that for 13 years, the majority of people that have come to the church originally did not live in Albemarle. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were transplanted in, or they do not work or live in the city of Albemarle. Like, they'll drive in from another county, uh, but very few people actually had contacts and connections in the very city that were planted in. And it's very interesting. And it's like, kind of like, you know, sometimes you wonder, it's like, is the Lord doing something here? Is this like okay. a, is it, you know, obviously he's doing something to pull people in from other states, speak to their heart and say, go be a part of this church. Obviously the Lord's doing something. But... One of the things that's interesting is, all right, why is it that nobody works in the city? Like, certainly, we could get some. Part of that, I think, has to do with the dynamics of a place because you can have some deep-rooted, like, good old boy club type things, and you're not a part of our club and, and all of that, and that's actually what needs to be infiltrated is with with the goodness of God is like stop living by the world standards, live by the kingdom of God standards, and the blessing of God will come into the city uh, in that way. So I think some of that is a resistance, but then I think some of it can be as well as kind of like the Lord like holding it back and build, build, build strength and then release. Mm-hmm. And I think we're about to see that, you know, so, it, but it is very <laughs> Very interesting, yeah. Well, Brother Tracy's uh, ministered himself at his church about how the Lord, he lives in Texarkana, about how the Lord desires to do something in Texarkana. So it'll either involve the people of Texarkana or the Lord will bring in people to Texarkana to get the job done. Yeah, that's right. And that's That's what we've seen here too is if, not in any sort of bad way, but if, if the people not native to this place won't do it, God will send people right. to get the task done. That's right. Well, I you, agree. And you'd had, like, the Lord had talked to you about even pastoring and doing um, this ministry here at Boomerang. You've been men, ministered on it before that. You you talk to the Lord, and you're <laughs> like, I, I'm not the best man, or I'm not the most qualified or called or something to that degree and the Lord's like you weren't the first person I called yeah but you're the one who was obedient to what I asked to do something to that degree in that vein so there could have been people native to you're not native to Albemarle no oh he sent us here on purpose yeah 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 Yeah, no and that's the that's the thing that you have to that's where trusting in the Lord comes into being and that kind of that kind of segues into what we're talking about today. I love it. Grayson says, commuters, mm. <laughs> church alive is worth the drive. Amen. 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 Well, we're alive, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, so one of the things I wanted, you know, today was what, how do you handle it when you're just not feeling it? You know, like I'm just not feeling, it, you know, uh, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like 
being excited about it. I don't feel like being in expectation. How do you handle that when you just don't feel like it? And when I was thinking about this yesterday is everybody, you know, we, yesterday we talked about beginning leadership, right? And for the most part, not everybody, but a lot of people want to be a leader. And I was thinking a lot of people want to be a leader until they have to encourage themselves, yep. right? When they have, when a leader is not truly a leader until he goes through a downtime mm -hmm. and decides what he's going to do with it. And a leader is not really a leader in, in full until he goes through an uptime yeah. and he decides what he's going to do with it. Yep. Um, in the downtime, he has to pull on God. And in the uptime, he has to keep pulling on God yep. and uh, keep drawing on the Lord. And many people want to be a leader but they don't recognize that it's the pulling on the Lord that makes them successful. And, you know, specifically we're talking about, you know, those downtimes when you just don't feel it. And I've had many of those as the pastor of Boomerang, many of those times. But sometimes you can just be believing God for something. Lord, I'm believing to you know, be healed. I'm believing to uh, be a better Christian. I'm believing to win souls. I'm believing to... Uh, operate more in the anointing yeah. and praying. And and then you go and pray and it just doesn't work, you know, for whatever reason. You know, it's not God, but for whatever reason, it's not working. Yeah. Um, God works. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. So it's not the Lord. The issue is, but and it doesn't work and you're just like, ah, what is going on? And as a pastor, I had many of those times where it was just, yeah, what is going on? How do I handle this? Where do I go from here? And I had to learn how to encourage myself in the Lord. Yeah. And if you don't know how to encourage yourself in the Lord, you are not going to make it at the fullness of what you could have. Yep. And a lot of people, a lot of people, if they don't, like if they're in a mission or a task or a vision, and they don't learn how to encourage themselves in the Lord, they will not make it. Through yeah. that, you have to know how to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and in God, in Christ, not just on your own, but in Christ, you have to learn how to do that. Yeah. So. One thing I've noticed a lot is when I've thought that moment of what to do when it feels like it's not working. Yeah. A lot of times, something that you've helped me to see is it actually was working. I was just feeling like feeling it was. Feeling like wasn't. it wasn't and working. It actually yep. was. And that feeling like it wasn't yeah. was actually what took me out of faith and out of the process when if I had ignored that feeling of it's not yeah. working, it actually would have stayed on track That's with That's exactly it. right, yeah. And, and it's that moment that you really find out what you believe because when the feelings come, do you believe what you said you believed or did you just believe it as long as the feelings manifested? Yeah. So did we really believe more in the feelings or did we believe more in the promise? Yeah. And that's where we have to really, uh, you know, learn to do that. Learn to recognize it first. If we don't learn how to recognize when we need that mm -hmm. moment, uh, then we'll be in trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we've got to learn to recognize it. And generally it feels, you know, it, it generally will present itself when you feel like this. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I, I don't feel this. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel pleasant. 
It's got everything to do with those negative emotions yeah. and down in the dumps and only want to try, right? Yeah. That's when that's when you have to you you that should wake us up, yeah. right? That should be our alarm clock in the spirit that says, okay. Or you just feel dull. Yeah. Like a lot of times we'll hit bottom after we felt dull yeah. and didn't encourage ourselves in the Lord. So it's like you're on this downward slope and somewhere in the middle is just dullness. Like yeah. I just don't feel right. And if we would handle it there, yeah. it would be 10 times easier yeah. than, you know, it, it's easier to handle it and stay on top of the mountain. But if you f- find yourself, oh, wait, I just feel dull then that's the moment to handle it. Don't wait till you get to the bottom because you get to the bottom and you might not even feel like it and you could literally get hung up in that trap for months. Yeah. And so, but, and I'm going to show you what to do even if you've hit bottom, but if we'll do these things before you hit bottom and yeah. deal with them as soon as they come up, then it'd be so much easier. You know, yeah. it's so much easier if you deal with it quickly. And, you know, years ago, the Lord gave me a thing about healing and sickness. And I think this applies here as well. It's kind of like the devil is, you know, throwing mud at the wall of your life. And if you don't, you know, deal with it and clean it off quickly, it'll dry. And then it's a lot harder to deal with. And sometimes you get like mud like that and it gets dried and you go to chip it off. It'll actually take chunks out of the wall. And now that has to be repaired. And that's the way it is with negative spiritual things is just deal with them as soon as they come up. Don't let them linger. Put that in the comments. Don't let negative things linger. Don't let dullness linger. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Do good. Don't do bad. (laughs) Well, one of the things that I've, I've had to learn because I didn't have an option not to learn it was I needed the verse where David had all that discouragement happen and, you know, they come back and the families are taken, the wives are taken, the children are taken. Mm -hmm. And it said, that they started like grumbling about David. Yeah. And it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. As I've grown in leadership, and this is one of the things I appreciate so much about Pastor Ryan and Pastor Nicole, is that they don't really give you an option to not grow. Like if you're going to stick, you've got to grow. Like that's, yeah. that's the option of being here in this ministry. And what I've needed to do is not, and hear this for the heart of what I'm saying, please, I'm not saying you don't reach out to your leaders because you do. You communicate. You communicate quickly. Anytime there's a thought of I shouldn't communicate, you communicate even faster. So that's that's the heart. But I needed to do it for myself and not rely on you yeah. and Pastor Nicole doing it yeah. for me. And, and that was something I was not good at, yeah. especially when I started leading teams on my own. Something would happen, I'd get frustrated or discouraged, and I'd reach out to Pastor Nicole or to you, expecting you guys to be the ones who would speak into me and set me back on the way. And you did for a period, but then at the timing of the Lord, you're like, you need to do this for yourself. Like, you need to be the one to do it. And I needed to be the one to do it. It, Because you're not always available for me to call, nor should you be, to say, what should I do? Well, the whole goal is for every individual to grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. 
But that doesn't mean that we're left alone. In other words, you know, if you're struggling with something, by all means, reach out, reach out, uh, and reach out sooner. But eventually you're moving to the place where you know how to do this on a regular basis. But I'll, I'll give a word of caution here and kind of a disclaimer because we have this idea, we have this idea of an arrival mentality where, okay, now I know how to encourage myself, so I never need to reach out sure. to Pastor again. Not what I'm saying. That's not that's incorrect thinking because God has designed this whole system for us to be interconnected yes. and to help each other and to lift each other up. So if you have this idea that I'm gonna get, you know, I'm moving, I'm arriving at an independence, right? You're all, that you're missing the way of God. But at the same time, if it's always dependence, mm-hmm. it's not it's not independence or dependence all alone. Yeah. It's an interdependence. And so if you're always dependent, then that's gonna be wrong too. Yeah. Just like always being independent is gonna be wrong. Always being dependent is gonna be wrong too. Yeah. Well, There's a blend of it. Well, so. mine was motivated by fear of doing it wrong. Yeah. Like that's where my ditch at that point in time was was if I don't have Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole saying, Yes, you're right, yes, you're doing this correctly, yeah. you're probably missing it. So you have to hear from them every single second of every decision. And I was making them my source instead of the Lord my source. Yeah. And that's ultimately what David did. It's not that he didn't have other people, but he went to the Lord and was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's like last Friday, for example, I was not feeling hot last Friday. And I, I sent Pastor Nicole a message. Like I, I came to prayer and then fell asleep for like two hours. (laughs) And I was, and I told her, here are some symptoms that like I've been experiencing. My plan is to just gut through the day because I believe like in healing and I know the Lord will help me. And she came back with, no, you don't need to do that today. Go home and rest today. Well, today I woke up and I had similar symptoms try to be there. And I had the thought of, well, Pastor Nicole said to do this, but uh, on Friday, but that was Friday's word, not yeah. today's word. So instead of running to her first and saying, Pastor Nicole, what do you think I should be doing today? I went to the Lord to see if I had a leading yeah. of, Lord, what do you want me to do? I trusted my relationship with him and I had a peace to come. I didn't need to bother her. And the symptoms have gone like as the days well, continued. And and what you just, what you just uh, relayed is a very good way of doing that. And now here's here's how to not be dependent, but not be independent as well. Is when you're when you have somebody in your life and you're making big decisions, right? Um, buying a car, buying a house, getting married, you know, all of these types of decisions that change your lo- your whole life. You don't want here. Here's a major problem that people will get in their head what they want to do, and then they'll meditate on that. They'll attach their soul to a thought, yeah. and now it's tied to that. Yeah. And then two weeks later, or a week later, or sometimes even like two or three days later, they'll they'll bring it to their pastor, and then they'll pastor, the pastor hearing from God will say, I don't think that's it, but now they've tied their soul to it. Yep. And they feel like, oh, pastor's missed it. He can't hear from God. Now the devil drives a wedge. And the issue is they set their mind on it before they had confirmation. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's wrong. And that's that's a ditch. 
on the, on the other side of it is, so in other words, you don't want to get your mindset on something, but when you're dealing with small things like an everyday thing yeah. or something like that, that's a place where you want to seek the Lord. So, for example, if, I'm, if I think, okay, am I supposed to take this job? I should instantaneously, it's a life-changing thing. It is not something I want to miss. It's a big-ticket item. Yep. Instantaneously go to pastor. Yep. Take it to the leader that's in my life, be it you know life group leader, team leader. Get it to pastor. That life group leader, if it's a life-changing decision, that that life group leader should take it immediately to like the senior pastor. Okay. So, but you want to go instantaneously. If it's an everyday item like that. You can seek the Lord, and you should seek the Lord, but the biggest thing is on the big ticket item, you don't want to get your mindset on something that's not God. You want to get confirmation before you submit yourself to it and form a soul tie to a wrong thought, especially if it's completely life-changing. But in this case, see, this is exactly what you should do, but I would say go one step further. Is a spe- and it doesn't matter how mature you are or how long you've been doing this. You can grow to the place where you're handling this on a regular basis. And and I would say Nicole and I do this. You know, we. But as most people, most people that I've found, and you can put this in the comments, most people think they're more mature than they actually are spiritually. Sure. Most people think they're more mature spiritually than they are, and they think that they've arrived. And honestly, and and you've heard me say it, one of the biggest problems in the church is what I call spiritual teenagers. They have experienced a few things. Their spiritual worldview is bigger than it's ever been before, and they think that they have a good picture, but they don't realize there is so much more than what they've seen so far. Even some of your most uh, mature churches spiritually have just dipped their toe into what God has made available. And so even though we may stand out above the norm, we can't say, oh, we've arrived because God's so big, right? So for us to all of a sudden be like, well, I've arrived. I know how to handle this. And well, that's pride. And we're going to miss grace because of a lack of humility, because submission and humility brings grace and greater grace. So just because you've had some successes, don't jump to the place where you're completely independent. Don't jump to that arrival place of independence in that way. All right, now, so with that in mind, what you just relayed is very important. So, all right, you saw Pastor Nicole on Friday. She gave you some stuff. Today, that was very good what you did. Instead of just jumping right to the line to talk to her, you can say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then you hear from the Lord but then a next step that's Check very it. good is to say, reach out to, you know, pastor, reach out to your leader and say, I just, I had this situation come up, come up. I realized that I need to take responsibility. So I sought the Lord on this and this is what I believe he said. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Now you're not being independent. But you're not being dependent either. It's that blend of God's way of doing things to help you in that situation where you're not just you're not just doing it wrong the whole time. You know? That's a great way to do that. Seek the Lord on your own, but quickly go. See, a lot of times the issue is that we don't 
We don't ever relay that to our leaders to get confirmation. So our leading doesn't get honed, right? A leader should not tell you what to do. A leader should confirm what God's already telling you in your heart, right? That's the way it should work always. Now, at the same time, we should honor what our leaders say. So if they happen to say something, you go, oh, uh, yeah, maybe I should do that. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You're honoring God's system. You're honoring God's people. And God's going to honor you in that way as well. But what you relate, I think, is a very good way for the majority of items that we will face day to day. Seek the Lord and then take that and, and learn from that. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And the more we do that with somebody who's experienced in hearing from the Lord, being led by God and having successes, the more we'll find out, oh, this is how I do it. You know, right now, um, right now, one of the things, yeah, Holly says, wow, thanks for explaining that in that way. That's eye-opening. Praise God. Um, one of the things that, uh, for example, uh, recently, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff in crypto and in NFTs and things like that. Well, there's a statement in there, and I wrote this down in a chat last night. Actually, your husband asked a question. He was like, how do people begin? And one of the statements I made is, like in the NFT space, uh, it's you'll hear this statement. It's like a wild, wild west. It's like, man, people are gaining big gains and losing big ground all over the place all the time. You know, um, they... You know, just a couple of days ago, there was a, a group of people clicked a link in an email, thought it was secure, happened to be scammers and hackers, and they completely drained their their wallets and holdings and everything. Now, that doesn't have to happen, but why did that happen? Because the people thought they knew what they were doing. And I'm talking about people with hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, like it's big. We're talking about big stuff. It's a wild, wild west but they thought they knew what they were doing and they just did what they thought was normal, mm -hmm. what they thought was normal. And uh, this is something, this is something that I think is very important. All right. So let me, let me take it. We happen to live in a society where pioneers have gone years ago and worked out the bugs. And we are greatly benefited by the dangers of this land and the dangers of our society having already been paid for to find the safe ways. Yeah. They've already been paid for with people that many times gave their life. Yeah. You know, they gave their life. So we happen to live in a society that there are, there are checks and balances and safety items but the issue is that can give us a false sense of security like we're the ones who did it. Mm -hmm. Like we're the ones who actually found these and have the wisdom on how not to mess up. Well, that, that happens that way also in church. So, so, for example, I know out here, you know, and, and this may be gruesome, but let me, let me paint the real picture. Out here on this lake is a dam that produces hydroelectric power that was, you know, basically constructed about 100 years ago, right? And, but we know this for a fact. In that dam, there are people that gave their life. They're like, 
there's bodies in that dam when they were building it yeah. because they didn't have all the safety things that we have today. And while people were building this dam for expansion and pioneering, people lost their lives, right? Well, the issue is that we also, uh, in a church, there's things like in a church, it's a safe place. Now, sort of, right? Because there have been people that have pioneered mm -hmm. those things. There have been people that have broken ground. So we have a safe place for yeah. people to come and to pray and kind of grow in their prayer. Yeah. But at the beginning, we didn't have that, and there were things we didn't know, yeah. and there were prices that were paid in that. Now, I'm not saying people lost their lives, and I, I will say People have lost their lives surrounding spiritual things that they played with yeah. that they didn't know what they were playing with. It is a life and death game, yeah. and it's not small. There, matter of fact, one time I spoke to somebody. I, one time I spoke to somebody, and I said, you are more close. I, I've actually said something along these lines to multiple people. You are more close to completely disconnecting yourself from the life source that God has given you than what you realize. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it back multiple times over the years. No, I'm not. I would never do that. And a couple of months later, they do exactly that thing. Mm -hmm. Because they're playing a game thinking that everything in the path is paved, not understanding uh, the safety that has been instilled in a system and an organization by doing it the ways of God. Yeah. And so people play around with items that they think aren't dangerous, right. but they actually are dangerous. It's life and death. Like, for example, um, you, know, uh, you know, the devil's playing for keeps. Mm -hmm. The devil is playing for keeps. He is not joking around, you know. Um, he, he, what does he come to do? John 10, 10. What does he come to do? Only. He only comes to do three things. What are they? Steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy, right? And so the issue is many times we don't recognize the danger of playing spiritual games. Right. We don't recognize the danger of thinking, oh, I've arrived. There's a major danger there. And our pastor can try to warn us. We're like, oh, whatever. I know. I understand. I've been in church all my life. Well, do you? Do you? I can give you testimony after testimony after. Matter of fact, okay, there's one. There's two. There's three. There's four. There's five. These are off the top of my head. I can tell you that people thought that they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I could just tell, tell you the story of them right now. You know? Two of those are not on the earth anymore, and yep. they're not old enough to have gone to heaven. Nope. You know? So the issue is, when they thought there wasn't a danger, there was a danger. Now, that's not to invoke fear in us. That's for us to recognize God has set up a system of covering, of protection for a reason, mm -hmm. and it's not a game. And you know, just because, just because we live in a society where people have already pioneered some ways and they have exposed the dangers simply means that just because they've exposed the dangers don't mean that the dangers aren't already there. They've helped to put checks and balances yeah. in the way so that those dangers won't be received. Yeah. Covering, spiritually speaking, covering is one of those things. Yeah. 
um, in the church. That's one of those things. So, for example, you know, uh, how many people do you hear about? How many people do you hear about that get run over by a car? You know, not very many. You know, every now and then, right? But does that mean that there is no more danger of getting hit by a car? Not at all. Not at all. That that doesn't mean that at all. It just means that we've come up with ways to protect ourselves about that. But every now and then, somebody will forget those ways, yep. and they will they will you know either they think they know better or they will not honor the guardrails, you know, the lines on the road, and they won't honor that, and then all of a sudden there's a tragedy. Yeah. Well, God doesn't want those tragedies to happen either, and that's why he sets up a system of confirmation. Many times, you know, it's like you and I were talking a few weeks ago, and you were saying, you were telling me this, Pastor. You and Pastor Nicole were telling me this, but in my head... I just didn't think it was that important. But we were saying, this is important. You know, this is so important. I was, uh, you talked a couple weeks ago about our belief system. Yeah. And how, um, and offense and stuff like that. And I didn't realize that subconsciously you would, you and Pastor Nicole would give me wise counsel on something. And I, it wasn't that I disagreed with what you were saying. I agreed with it. Yes. But I filtered it in like a pile of this is really important and this isn't as important. And yeah. I, I was filled every time you said it. I didn't realize I was doing yeah. it until. Yeah, that was great revelation when you saw that. Until yeah. you were bringing up the word and bringing up that belief system of how people can cross it and you just block things. It yeah. Blo- you, yeah. You're blocking what people are saying with that belief system and that belief system has to be based on the word or else yes. you do what I was doing, which I was actually blocking the word with my belief system that was not based yeah. on the word. So you yeah. guys kept counseling me on something specific and saying, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. And every time that you said it, I'm like, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. And I was constantly pushing it to the yeah. side. Yeah. And without even conscious obviously I wasn't like Margie that's wrong for you to do that you need to stop yeah and I which is why I'm so appreciative of that message like I said the one on offense and systems and stuff that was really awesome yeah well and and then as you came to realize that what we were saying was true you saw that what we were saying you know and it's how we value it and how we prioritize it you saw that, oh my goodness, this is legitimately life and death. Yes. Like it is tied to life and death. Yes. But your brain at that time, and you gr- grown up in the church, grown up in a minister's family. So we're not talking about you not having any knowledge of the word. You have some knowledge of the word, but yet still you're thinking, and you didn't even realize it. Your thinking was, it's not a big deal when it really was. Yeah. You thought it was down here when it was really down here. And because of that, it had been eating your lunch, mm-hmm. yeah. and you didn't know it, yeah. and, and you thought it was disconnected, you know? I did, yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was related because it was something that seemed simple and almost seemed natural to me. I yeah. wasn't really yeah. seeing the natural and the spiritual connection, even though it's very much there. Yeah, And yeah. I definitely experienced the fruit of that deception of that's not important. Yeah. And I got to the point where, like you said, I, my lunch was being eaten. Yeah. I yeah. was not doing well. And it's because I was I was under esteeming the 
the counsel that I had been given of how to get out of that. And I was like, yeah. that's not how. That's not the way. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I had moments where I had, I, I literally, I was, I was trying to be very honest. And I, I, it was my flesh. It was not me. But my flesh was like, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do right now. I, you're, like, you're literally giving me scriptures in the Bible. Yeah. Showing me the scriptures. And my flesh was just like, I don't want to do that. And it was being very loud and it, because I had given it, right. I had said, that's not important. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Even though I see it in the word, it's not that big of a deal. And I, would, I was asking yeah. questions and like, okay, show me something that seems like it yeah. fits better than what you're telling me. Show me yeah. something else yeah. that I, my logic deems esteem worthy. And I, it was yeah. not going well for me when I was thinking <laughs> all that. Yeah. Well, you were like your brain, and that, that's one of the things we have to recognize. Our brain is very well made, which is great if we're trying to figure out the truth, but it's bad if we're trying to figure out a workaround the truth. <laughs> and our brain is very good at trying to figure out a workaround, and your brain in the fleshly side of it was trying to figure out how can I not listen to that and still do what I want to do in the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. as you were doing that, you can't circumvent truth, you know? You can't circumvent, put that in the comments. My goodness, what a statement. You can't circumvent truth, right? And God's word is truth. Yeah. And so truth is truth, no matter how small or big we may put, yeah. a, put it as a priority in our lives, it's still truth, and it's gonna be true no matter what. But, and the issue is, what we think is not necessarily truth. But what God says is always truth, yeah. and you can't circumvent truth. So that's why, like in Romans 1, you can say professing to become wise, they became fools because they're trying to circumvent truth, not realizing that they're stepping right into foolishness yeah. because they're exiting truth and wisdom, real truth. And this is the thing, though. I didn't realize I was doing that. Sure, like, yeah. I'm, I, I, and. I want to come back to that. Keep yes. talking. That and, and the reason why I'm bringing that up, saying I didn't realize I'm doing that, is not to uh, not to make myself look better, pat myself on the back. The reason why I'm saying that is to say I was doing the danger of that. Yeah. The danger of dismissing wise counsel. But yeah. this is the thing. I'm like I'm while I'm dismissing it. I'm still having conversations with you. I'm still yeah. asking yeah. you questions. I'm still going to you. And so that's where I'm thinking, no, I am I am esteeming wise counsel. I'm still talking to you. I'm still under the word. I'm listening yeah. to you. And there was that danger of thinking I'm doing things right when yeah. I was not. And I, you, when you guys yeah. started bringing that up to me of like, different things you would say I was like what what are you talking about like I'm I'm sitting here having a conversation with you right now like how am I how am I not submitting yeah does that make sense sure yeah well and and that's part of what we're talking about here obviously we're not talking about encouraging ourselves in the Lord which is where we started but (laughs) now we're really talking about the dangers of being a spiritual teenager so one of the things that we see is and I've said this multiple times is, by definition, deception means that we don't know that we're deceived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by definition, we don't know we're deceived if we are deceived, you, you know, by definition. So the issue is, you tell me right now what areas you are deceived in. 
By definition, you can't tell me that. You can't answer that question because you don't know you're deceived. You're deceived without knowing. But the, looking at how big God is and how little we know about him, obviously because of his bigness, right? What is it? Is there, do we know everything there is to know about him? That means on something, on some level, we are deceived. We think one way, and it's actually another way. There, or we think there's nothing else there to add to, and there's so much more to add to. And so by definition, you, know, you don't know you're deceived if you're deceived. By definition, you don't know it. When you're deceived, you're, you don't know it. All right, so, but there's got to be a key to not falling, falling for those traps. And the trap, the trap is always sprung so that you won't you know, fall into it by humility. And so when we approach a situation like, I know what to do, I've done this before, I've been in church all my life, I grew up in a ministerial family, I understand all this stuff. By definition, we're setting ourselves up to fall into the trap. But when we actually say, Lord, I yield myself to you, I yield myself to your system, then, then what we do is we actually avoid those traps. That's the key to avoid the traps. Humility is the key to avoid deception. So this is an attitude that we should keep on ourselves all the time. And one of the best ways to find that is... When somebody says something to us and it goes against what we believed or somebody says something to us that's in our spiritual leadership that God has connected us to and they have fruit that proves that they at least know a little bit about what they're talking about. Okay, When we have that person in our lives or persons and they say something to us, the last thing that we should say is, nah, that's not right or I don't believe that. Or, yeah. no, I, kn I know better than that. Or it's right, but it's just yeah. important. Or, or, you know, I just disagree with that, right? Or it's right, but I don't think it's important. You know, any of those statements, any of those thoughts, that, that is pride. That's pride and not humility. If you have somebody that God has placed you in their life as that, the first thing you should do is say, why are they saying that? Like, okay, like, it doesn't mean that you go and you just believe everything everybody says. I'm never asking people to do that. Don't just believe it because I said it. Yeah. Do what the Bereans did in Acts 17. You go to the Word and find those pieces in the Word. You know, find those, find that you know balance of independency and and dependency, and find that balance of interdependency in the Word. Find that wise counsel in the Word. Uh, find it where we are to we are to be confirmed that let the peace of God rule in your heart. Yeah. Not you're not to live by the peace of God that rules in my heart. You're to rule by the peace of God that rules in your heart. But I am to yield myself to spiritual leadership yeah. and make even make it easy on my leaders. The Bible says, but to confirm what God is saying in my heart. So I, as a leader, am never supposed to write stuff on your heart in that way. Yeah. God does that. But I am here to help you confirm what he's saying. But in the meanwhile, while we're trying to figure out, is this God or is it not? We have to recognize the balance and the intertwining in our, in our soul 
of the spirit and the flesh, and we have to allow the word to let that come apart, yeah. right? And, and let it be seen. This is the flesh, and this is what the Holy Spirit's leading us to do, right? And so one of the things, like, like later on this afternoon, I'm going to have a conversation uh, with somebody. I'm going to send them a message later on this afternoon. They may not realize it, but what I'm going to tell them is completely life-changing to them. It's completely, they're going to probably think this is just normal counsel. What they don't realize is their whole life and destiny hangs in the balance of what looks like a small thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not a small thing. Now, why do I know that? Because I have pioneered some places they haven't pioneered yet. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I'm a pastor is because I've pioneered some of those places. I pioneer, in other words, I'm, I'm here to help make it safe for you so that you don't have to put your life on the line for the things that I might have put my life on the yeah. line for and made it through <laughs> and made it through. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to listen to those? And so going back to like the NFT space, you know, one of the things I said was ask a lot of questions because you can click one link own something and lose everything. Yeah. And so before you click any links, ask questions. Why? Because in that space, there's some things, there's a lot of things that haven't been pioneered yet. There's a lot of things that haven't been fully pioneered yet and set up the checks and balances to keep people safe. Yeah. Put those guardrails in place. That's why it's called the wild, wild west. Well, there's people that have made it through, that have lost some things and that have gained some things and found a safer way to do it. And if you're just entering into it fresh, like the odds of you getting slain is pretty high, you know, in that space. So walk with somebody who knows where to step, Yeah. right? And But when we have this spiritual teenager, like I've arrived, I know what to do. I can hear from God myself. That's one of the major deceptions that the devil uses. What does the devil come to do? Only steal, kill, kill, and destroy. And one of the major things that he will speak to somebody is, I can hear from God myself. Yep. That is true. You can hear from God yourself. But you've got to ask yourself the question, why are you thinking that? Yep. And why would I not want to? It, it's kind of like a pioneer could say, you know, in the days that we were, you know, forging west, right, on the Oregon Trail and everything, you could say, hey, I can make it there myself. It's true. There's a possibility that you could do that. The odds are against it, and there's people that have gone before you that know the paths and know where the, know where the traps are and know where the enemies are. Why wouldn't you walk with them? Why wouldn't you want to walk with them, yeah. you know? Uh, and it's pride. It's pride in that way, but it's deceptive. How do we know that we're deceived? You know, is that in us and we don't know it? The, odd, the odds are it's in us more than what we think we yeah. know. And that's where we have to humble ourselves and say, maybe I don't know everything. I think I know and praise God I got a pioneer that can go with me yeah. to show me those ways. Well, and nothing in the kingdom is small. Like that's that's the thing of all of this is we... I've, I believe I've recognized, at least in myself and in, in others, that there's like this hierarchy structure that our brains like to make. Like, this is the big sin, and then we go down, and here's the little sins. So as long as we don't commit the big ones, the little ones are okay. And here's the big things you want to avoid, but the little ones, it's okay if you miss it every now and then. There's, 
there's consequences to every action we make, yeah. big or small. And it's not just, it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. You know, in all of these stories that pastor can so quickly like list off, I have them myself. Yeah. <laughs> and in all of these, they started with the smallest That's right. things. Like they weren't big. It's not like all these people were in like open rebellion and yeah. open sin. None of them thought that what they were what they were thinking on, meditating on, or doing was a big deal. Was a big deal. But that one action, the statement that the Lord gave Pastor years ago, is my paraphrase is we're all one decision away yeah. from from basically being deceived. We're all one decision away Not, from either well, going closer from to God. Completely falling and and going to hell. We're yeah. one decision away from that. Now and that needs to be explained, but when you see that reality, it'll sober you. So go ahead. Well, and Pastor normally does like a di- like a diagram yeah. with it, uh, where you can see if you were on this trajectory, like if this is a graph and you're heading this way, but you make a decision that like lands you over here, even though it doesn't look like it's that far off, yeah. eventually if you follow that, it'll go completely like Each, somewhere different. Yeah. Well, when you if you're heading towards God mm-hmm. and you make a decision against the things of God, you set yourself basically, you know, away from him. You yeah. turn degrees away from yep. him. Well, the next decision is just as easy as the last yep. one and actually it becomes easier. So, if I go right here and I turn one degree away from God, the next one degree turn yeah. is easier. And the next one degree turn yeah. is easier. And the next one degree turn is easier. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm heading perpendicular to yeah. God, you know. And if I keep on going, I'll head away from God. And every decision is just is easier than the last. And so if you don't catch it, you can find yourself completely deceived, thinking you're doing godliness. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the Pharisees. They were in the Word all the time looking for the Messiah. They missed and he stood right in front of them, and they didn't recognize him. Yeah. What de- you know? How many degrees did they have to yield to, to under to misunderstand that? Right. And you're not talking about people that started off yeah. with wrong thinking. No, it was gradual in that way. And so one of the things that you see is that it doesn't take a big decision to get you off. But once you get off, it seems like it's a lot harder decision to get back on track. Now, it's actually not hard to get back on track. It just takes a humility and a yielding. But why get off track and why play around with that stuff? You know, anyway, I, I said just the other day, one of the hardest challenges I ever had in my life yeah. started simply because I was tired and I watched a TV show I shouldn't have watched. Yep. And I, it was a struggle for months and months and months because I didn't know it, but whoever designed that show was demonically inspired. Yeah. And I had to deal with it. Once it got in my head, like I had to deal with that. And it was tough, and yeah. it was hard, and it all it was one small decision that I knew better than to do, but I didn't think it was that big. Yeah, and we're not talking about we're not talking about you know years ago before I started preaching. We're not talking about when I was a kid. We're talking about like a few years ago, like yeah. while I was pastoring. 
And I knew better. And I, you see, these are things. Now, praise God, the Lord helped. I recognized it. The Lord helped me, came out of that. But I'm telling you, it was a challenge. And I, I've come back and won that and pioneered that thing. And now I can help teach other people yeah. about that. But it was small. Well, but, and what, I, what I've, again, observed, I can't necessarily say I have a verse at this moment on this, um, but what I've observed is it's very easy to do that in relationships to others, yes. um, particularly leadership yeah. or covenant relationships. Like the two examples that pop in my head are how many times I've been tempted to understand you or Pastor Nicole yeah. or, be, yeah. or have division there or understand and be divided against George, my husband. Yeah. And there... <laughs> There are so many things that we think are small. Yeah. Like there was something that happened last week where it's, it, was, it was a very common phrase that other people have said about, you know, husbands. But yeah. I heard it and I had like an immediate thing rise up in my spirit of if you accept this and laugh at this, that's a seed that you don't need in you. That's like, good. And it was strong. That's and I was good. like, I won't tolerate that. That's Sunday, good. you were ministering. And what you were ministering on was great. Nothing was wrong with it. But when you spoke it, it was like something in my spirit was like, I, I, don't, I don't know why this feels weird. Yeah. And I, like, I, there was a temptation to know I don't need to talk to pastor. I, I know he's right. So I'm going to believe he's right, right and it'll be fine. But I know enough and I've seen enough yeah. to know that thought of I'm just going to submit to him. He's yeah. right. It'll be fine without being concrete on it, yeah. that's a temptation yeah. that the enemy uses of, well, maybe maybe pastor's not right in this. Yeah. Maybe he's not right in this. So I brought it yeah. up as soon as we had lunch together. Yeah. And the edge of a wedge yes. is tapped in, and the devil will keep slamming that until it fractures the relationship. You read in the Word, and there are yeah. so many verses on preserving and protecting the unity. Yeah. Like preserving and That's protecting right. unity is a huge, yeah. huge thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same way in a church. The people who hop and who go and who are so quick to go, you know what they typically I've observed is they'll start talking about it. They'll start yeah. talking about a family in the church they don't like yeah. or something that happens in the church that they don't like or part of the vision they don't like. And it's, it's, it's a seemingly small thing of, yeah. well, I don't like that that church tithes. We'll use that one because that one seems easy. I don't like that the church tithes the way that they do. And, but everything else is fine. Well, that small seed, that's the wedge that pastor's talking about where all the, if it, if, division can get any foothold it'll take as much room as it can and that'll spread and it'll grow and it's awful like it comes quickly to steal yeah it's not something to play with at all because it literally has stolen people's lives like people yeah. who were young and <laughs> like they had their whole life ahead of them still are not here anymore like left behind yeah. family yeah Put this in the comments, put, I want the safety and blessing of pioneers. Yeah. I want the safety and blessing of pioneers. Uh, because people that have pioneered properly, I'm not, not talking about every pioneer, but people that have pioneered properly in Christ, there's a safety around them and there is a blessing around them because they figured out how to do things 
and not fall into those traps and lead other people around those traps so they won't have to slow down as, as well. So, And we're not talking about, uh, because this is something we need to get in us. That's why I say, put it in there, I want this. I want the safety and the blessings of pioneers. Um, because we have to get that in our head. Like, because we can, we can pioneer things on our own, but why, if somebody's already paved the road, yeah. why cut another trail unless God's told us specifically to do that, you know? And even if he's told us to cut another trail, it's like right now we're about to cut another trail in another city, right, and plan another church in Troy. All right, we're, we're told by God to go cut another trail, but do you think that I'm cutting another trail without the safety and blessings of pioneers? No, that'd be dumb. No, it would be <laughs> stupid. Like, I, I, before we even made the decision, I contacted Brother Tracy. I contacted Pastor JB. I contacted Pastor Gene. Like, Brother I'm, Ted. Yeah, Brother Ted. I'm immediately, I'm reaching out before we even decided, yes, we're going to go cut another trail. So I'm not doing it alone either. You know, I have pioneers that are working with me. Well, you did the same thing with this building. Like, yes. When we yeah. received this building, that's something that seemingly is so easy yeah. to say yes to. Here's a building for free for your church. Take it. Yeah. We, we didn't move until every single one of your spiritual leaders came back and said, said yes, yes yeah. that's the Lord. And we had decided if any one of them mm -hmm. said, now I might not would have done it the same way today because... I have multiple spiritual leaders, and today I have several that are kind of like those spiritual yeah. dads, you know, yeah. that have a higher authority in that way. But at but that I, point. But at that point, I didn't have that. And so, but had you know, one of those spiritual dads had, had that, mm -hmm. I would have said no. But at that point, we, we had made the decision, if any one of them, mm -hmm. and I meant this, if any one of them said no or had a pause, we will not accept until that is worked out. It was like at yeah. least five, but I think it was like seven Yeah, it leaders. was six. It was six leaders at that time, yeah. So so now, and, and this is what we're saying too, is it's not a system of, this is a, the beauty of this is it's God's voluntary system backed and founded on love, yeah. right? It's not a system of control. It's a system of, submitting in the love of God. It's not a system of domineering. It's a system of leading and being there to serve people. It's not a system of telling people what to do and authoritative and dictator. It's a system of just, it's exactly what God, what God does. If you want to go fall in the ditch, I will let you. Yeah. And y'all have watched me do that as a pastor. Um, you know, it was like, you know, Pastor, why aren't you stopping them? Why aren't they stopping themselves? You know, there's pioneers around to help them, but they don't want the help. So what does God do? If we don't talk to him and we don't ask him, he's not going to make us do anything. Those people aren't robots, so he's not controlling. Y'all have watched me do that. Like, you know, I'm not going to stop them. It's their choice. It's their life. They can do what they want to do, you know. And, uh, you know, you've had some challenges with people like, well, you're just being controlled and manipulated and everything. And, and I've, asked, I've asked you the question, how many times now? I said, what have I told you to do? I, you, you do this, you know. I've told you there's some things you must do in order to have success. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm not telling you, you better go do it or else. I'm not holding anything over your head. You've had, you're, yeah. you've had many conversations with me where you have, not only have I seen you have that moment of telling someone else, like, or, or acting in a way of I'm not controlling them. Yeah. I've had you yeah. tell me many times of, like, either do yeah. this or don't. I'm not making a decision for you, but, like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like, yeah, I've had you be very black and white with me at moments of it's your choice. Like, I'm not going to force you. Either you make the decision or you don't. Yeah, but, it's up to you. But it's up yeah. to you. But, and, and it's funny because the people who, the people who have uh, suspected control in those ways, they themselves are controlling. Right. And right. it's not that you guys are controlling. It's that actually they are controlling and yeah. they... That's generally the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, even, like, okay, let's say, let's pretend that, that a wrong leadership was actually controlling. The last thing they're going to do is bring it up publicly, <laughs> right? Because they don't want you to say something that might expose that. You see, yeah. see what I'm saying? But here, you're welcome to say whatever you want to say. And, and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. when you actually have yeah. a leader that's saying, I'm not going to make you, yeah. but I will help confirm yeah. what's what's going on yeah. in you. It's always and, brought back to yeah. It's always brought back to um, to my leading my relationship. What is to the, the Holy Lord. Spirit like, leading you to? At do? Other people, it's always a. I think you should listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, this is what they'll say. I think you should listen to me. That they're being controlling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, why? Because I said so. You know, it's kind of like that's the inferred thing. And so when you see proper leadership and those proper connections, it's not a you go do this. You know, it is a you can do this if you want to. You can honor this if you want to. You do not have to. That is totally in your hands. My job here is to help you diagnose what is spirit and what is flesh and to encourage you to follow the Holy Spirit and encourage you not to follow the flesh, yeah. you know, because yeah. they're always at war. One's end is lack and death, and the other one is life and peace. And it's obvious which one we should follow, but the issue is which one are you actually hearing yeah. from? And sometimes because of situations, because of where we're coming from, those things seem like they are intricately interwoven. Yeah. And it takes some time to seek what is that difference? What's the Lord actually telling you? And the Word of God will help divide those things yeah. and show those things. But again, I'll go back to this, is many times because we've lived in a world that's somewhat safe now, we've forgotten the dangers yeah. that were lurking around the corner and under the surface yeah. of decisions, and we pretended like they didn't matter, like they didn't. It wasn't, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, kind of like, don't, hey, don't play so close to the edge of that cliff. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still on firm ground. I got balance. And we're not just talking about balance here. We're talking about a strong wind that could come up. We're talking about, you know, a slip. We're talking about where, you know, hey, if you just lose your equilibrium for a split second, yeah. your life is in the balance, you know. It's not just... In other words, so, okay, fine, if the Lord tells you to walk next to the cliff, walk next to the cliff. But if he's not telling you to do that, don't walk next to the cliff, yeah. you know. Don't, don't do those things. 
And how many times I've watched people walking on the edge of that cliff and they have no idea that yeah. they're there. And um, so, you know, and how many times, and you've seen some of this, how many times have you seen a person make a statement, absolute, I am solid, I am good, and a month later, two months, three months later, they are completely turned upside down. Not long, and it's pretty much all how of many, them. How many times have you seen that now? It's and so and that's what I mean. It's like, how can you go from one month saying, I'm going this way, to the next month going this way, and convince both were God? Well, and you brought up... Like, God's not schizophrenic. One of, one of the times it happened, the people it happened to, it really, really impacted me. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand, because it's like, I don't get how this person made this decision. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you, because I would, I would point back, remember when they said this, that, that this would never happen? Yeah. But what the Lord told you, or told me through you, was that they made the statement because they'd already been meditating on it. Yeah. They'd yeah. already been meditating on I, what would happen if I were to go, or what would happen if... They were trying to convince, the reason they made the statement was... They were, it was already in their heart, and yep. they were trying to convince themselves that they weren't capable of falling into that deception. Yep. But they already were there. Yep. That's, and you'll see that many times. That's why they make the statement. Yeah. I, I want, there's a pastors, any, any pastor with a few years of experience will learn this. As soon, as soon as somebody says, Pastor, I'm never leaving this church. They're, on, they're walking out the door as you as they say that statement. Why? Unless. Because the reason they're making that statement, generally, I'm not going to say absolutely, but generally speaking, probably 90% of the time, the reason they're making that statement is because it's already been rolling around in their head. Yep. And so we don't realize often how how close we are to making those decisions. Yeah. And And then that means if we're actually planted by God, if we're actually planted by God, we are in danger of losing the very nourishment that God himself had designed for our lives, which means now I'm in danger of losing the blessing and the flourishings that God has designed in that way. And so, you know, and, you know, today used to, I'd like weep and cry over everybody that would do it. And and I still miss, and it hurts my heart that people make the wrong choice. But today, one of the things that I've learned is, you let them go, you know, you let them go. And uh, some people, in the beginning, in the beginning, what I would say was, well, I've got to go after every lost sheep. And the Lord corrected me. I was like, Lord, this is not working, and it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I said, what is this? He said, I told you to go after lost sheep, not rebellious sheep. Yep. And I went, hmm. <laughs> and I realized they had rebelled against the system of God, yeah. and they placed themselves, and they didn't want to come back. Yeah. Lost sheep want to come home. Rebellious sheep are happy to be gone. One so. thing, because initially when, and I won't be long, but one thing when you first started teaching on this would contradict in my head because you made that statement of, I'd want to go after their rebellious sheep, but then I would have heard your statement earlier of, well, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I'm going to let them do whatever. One thing that the Lord's shown me, and that's not what you said. I'm just yeah. paraphrasing. But one thing that the Lord's shown me, and you've said this yourself, and I've watched it time after time, is just because you'll allow people to make their decision, I have never seen the Holy Spirit 
not give the people the answer that they needed ahead of time? Yes. Never. Yep. Never. So pastor has, it's not that pastor's watching yep. people walk into a ditch and is like, yep. have fun in the ditch over there. No. No, like personally, for example, when I had the realization that I wasn't called to be a pastor, that was a dangerous thing I was playing with. I believed that yep. the Lord had told me, didn't know I was deceived in. The Lord told you to say something to me in that moment. However, and I've watched you do that with many people that the yeah. Lord's like, say something to them now. But a lot of times those words will come out on Sunday morning, will come out during a broadcast. Many times. Many times. And the very solution that was needed, yeah. the Lord has already provided it for the people. But because the humility hasn't yeah. been there, the Lord... They didn't hear it. They didn't hear it. So or they filtered it through what their soul had already attached itself to yes. a thought. And they saw, it's kind of like holding up a red filter, and it blocks out all the red. All yep. they see is blue. Yep. And so they only see the pieces of it that they want because they're already biased, not humble, and so they only see what they want to see. And so God's not cruel yeah. and is just allowing us to walk into ditches and, yeah, no. well, good luck with it. No, he has provided yes. everything we need ahead of time so yeah. that way... You can be released in that way of, well, Lord, I, I, I need to go after them. No, you at did what point, he wanted you to they've do. Decided, at that point, they've decided, even though the Lord said this, I only want to hear what I want to hear, yep. or I don't want to listen to that. Yep. And I've, and I've probably seen this now hundreds of times. Sure. And it's really surprising. It's actually, as, as it discouraged me early on because I would watch it, but I recognize you see the mercy of the Lord. I cannot tell you how many times I've watched people make a decision on one week, and the week before, mm -hmm. everything they needed to make the right decision was in the message. Mm -hmm. Every every time. And I didn't know that they were about to make a decision. You know, I had no idea about it, but it would be in there. Every single time I've watched people, I've watched people multiple times where Hey, hey, Pastor, I need to know what to do on this. And I'll say, did you watch the broadcast today? Yeah. Like today, God gave you the answer in the broadcast, yeah. or did you watch it yesterday? And so many times, the provision was already lined up. It was already there. And that, again, comes from the safety and the blessing of a pioneer that knows how to hear from the Lord and give answers before you even need a solution, yeah. you know? Um, and that's not ultimately the pioneer's blessing. That is the Lord's blessing of somebody that's learned to flow through yeah. him in that way. Time and 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 time, time, time again. And it, but I've watched people not listen to it, not want to hear it. Like what you were saying earlier is, I didn't want to believe that. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for a way to circumvent the truth. Or they were deceived and didn't know it. They were seeing a bias through a lens, and all they could see is what they wanted to see, right? What they wanted to see. And because of that, you're not going to hear clearly from the Lord, but it comes down to bias. I'm choosing to rebel against humility and only see what I want to see. Yeah. Not be humble, but be prideful in. I only want to see what I want to see. That's a... That's a rebellion that's already happened that causes me to only see and hear what I want. Well, and when you take that to a person, to a pioneer that's already blazed the trail, they'll be able to help you see this is a problem. 
This is, this is how to get the right answer and see the right trail. This is how you can miss the trail. And it looks like you've done some of this, so I would throw all of that away and make sure that you get it cleared up and yep. just stay on the right trail. And a pioneer knows how to do that. But many times, you know, people that think that they're mature, th well, I blazed a trail, you know, a few yards back. Okay, granted. But that doesn't mean that you can't miss it a few yards forward. Sure. Right? It doesn't mean that you know, you know, because I've been on, I've been out in the woods, and a few yards back, it's just trees. A few yards later, it's in the middle of a swamp. Yeah, you the know? terrain's different. Yeah, the terrain's totally different, and you might not be familiar with this terrain and what animals are there and things like that. And that's where you want to have somebody that is a pioneer that's going. And that's why it says in Hebrews six twelve, don't be slothful, <laughs> don't be don't be lazy on this, yeah. but follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So people that have through faith and patience inherited the path. They've inherited the blessings on the path. And one of the things it's saying is don't be slothful about this. So don't don't be lazy in your humility. Yeah. Don't be lazy in your following of that person, right? Don't be lazy in that. And don't be lazy because the world has taught you you can hear from God for yourself. You know, you don't be lazy in that yeah. because God wants to bless you. He wants to pour out his goodness. He wants you to run on a path that's already blazed, you know. He wants you to run on it and not be slowed down. That's the promise of God, and that's what you can, that's what you can have. So, yeah. amen. And I know we need to wrap up, but there's one thing that I know in this for me was a really big stumbling block, and I don't know if you could just explain it really quickly. But, um, hello. <laughs> That was Samuel. That needed to be quick. <laughs> quick. <laughs> I think she hit the fade to black button, maybe. Um, it, one thing that really, like, my flesh had a very strong reaction to this, very strong, was um, I so badly feared missing it. I so badly didn't want to miss it that I, what I was, the, part of the reason why I was filtering the, uh, the wise counsel I was getting was because I didn't want to miss it. And I felt like if you missed it and what you were telling me, that I was going to have to pay the consequences. And I know there's a spiritual law there of accountability. Yeah. And it's not, and again, it's not a control thing. This is not a manipulation. This is not a source of control. This is a biblical principle yeah. on yeah. where the accountability falls on if a leader misses something. Uh, can you explain that just for a second? Because I, I kind of logically knew that, but yeah. I was really afraid of that. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, one of the things that you see is that you'll hear people say that at the cross, the ground is all level at the cross, and that is true. At the cross, we were all sinners, and we needed a Savior, Right. Uh, we all were in the same category. We all were at the same spiritual level. We needed a Savior. But that is not true beyond the cross, right? So once we're born again, there is rank structure. There are leaders. There are people, the Bible says it clearly, people that are above you, yeah. right? There are, there are people with a higher rank, and we see that. And, of course, even where it says, you know, submit to them that are above you, that it may go well with you, yeah. you know, honor your leaders. Your leaders are worthy of double honor, especially those that, that uh, work in the word, right? 
uh, so that minister the word to you. So these are things where you can see very clearly there is rank structure. There's a chain of command in that way. Yeah. Well, in that chain of command is authority, right? And as long as, but now one of the things that you have to see is that, and this this is in the military, it's this way, in the word, it's this way is, and you see biblical examples. When a leader is asking you to do something immoral, you have a moral responsibility to not do that. Yeah. Okay? So I'm never saying that you just listen to any leader no matter what they tell you to do. That's incorrect. That's unbiblical. Otherwise, like David's wife, Abigail, that was originally married to Nabal, she would have been wrong. But the Bible praises her for what she did because her husband was asking to do an immoral thing and breaking that. So, uh, you know, uh, understand this. When, when an authority figure steps out from the covering of authority, so when a spiritual leader is not following the leading of their authority, which is the head of the church, Jesus, when they're breaking authority, they are now not under authority. Yeah. Right, and so they don't have that authority, and so you see that uh, that when they when they go into an immoral place and they're breaking you know breaking the things of God, now they've lost their authority in that way, and so you don't have to submit to them in that way. Now, understand that you also have repentance. So let's say that a leader uh, loses their authority, but then they repent. Well, now they're back under authority. If they if they have repentance from the Lord, they're back under authority. You yeah. should listen to them. As long as they're not asking you to do something immoral. But if they're not asking you to do something immoral and they're saying just a difference in ways of going about it, you know, so you, they're asking you to do something biblical or they're asking you to do something that, you know, like let's say you're vacuuming the floor and you move the chairs and then vacuum. And they're saying, leave the chairs there, just vacuum around the legs. There's nothing immoral about that. But they're in authority. Now, the issue is that may seem like a small item. But if you buck what they say, you're usurping their authority. That's going to come on you. Yep. Now, you're, you're actually going to, you sowed seeds of, of dishonor. Yep. And you're going to receive the fruit of that, Right. Until you repent of it, and repent means you change your way. But even if they're wrong, but you honor that when it's not immoral, you will be blessed. And they will be the ones that stand uh, up and accountable for what they missed in yeah. that way. So you don't have anything to fear if it's something that they're asking you to do that's moral if you disagree with it. You are, you are um, void of the responsibility of that decision, but you're blessed because you submitted to that leadership. You see what I mean? And so a lot of times uh, people are, you know, a lot of times, you know, for example, you know, Paul says, submit to the authorities in Romans. Submit to the authority, right? And then a lot of people use that scripture, I think it's Romans 13, use that scripture in the last couple of years because they're like, you need to submit to the authorities. But do you understand that the very book of Romans was a disregard of the authority of, the, of Rome? Yeah. Right? He wasn't supposed to be writing that book. The very book 
taught people to accept a king that was not Caesar, the very book itself was a usurping of authority, but it was a usurping of an ungodly authority. It was a usurping of an ungodly. They had lost their authority because they were telling them not to speak in the name of Jesus, right? That was wrong. That was immoral. And and so it made him right in that way. But then he's saying, if they're not, if they're not crossing that moral line, you should listen to government. You should listen if they're not crossing that moral line. So when they, you know, multiple things we can apply here, but the issue is you can see in the word and the full counsel of the word, as long as somebody's not crossing a moral line of a commandment of God, right, then you're you're good to do what they say, and you should in that way, but if God's planted you there. Now, if you don't know if they have that authority to do that, then you should be examining why are you connected and why are you planned there. That should be handled first, and you need to get resolve on that. So, Does yeah. that help answer that? Yeah. Amen. Good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, Kevin said, esteem the broadcast. Cannot tell you how many times. You know, let me just tell you something about the Lunch Plus broadcast. When the Lord told us to start this, he said it for this purpose. And the time was a little bit different, but this purpose and vision has continued. That this broadcast would be daily bread. It would be a daily source of biblical and spiritual nutrition that God would God would speak through this broadcast. And one of the things uh, that we do every single day, and uh, some days it seems like it just falls into place, but some days it doesn't. But I'll, I'll tell you this, every day we seek to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to your people today? Yeah. And, and I would say almost every day the Lord will say, I want you to talk on this. I want you to talk on this. And the Holy Spirit will lead that, and it'll be nutrition for people. So as you esteem what the Lord told us in that, he, you will be esteemed, and you will be honored in that as well. So, yeah, do what Kevin said. Esteem that broadcast because it's more than just a show. Yeah. It's more than just a show. And uh, so we praise God for you. I hope you've gotten something out of this. The safety and blessing of pioneers. The safety and blessing of pioneers and uh, share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you would like to sow today into this broadcast, uh, you are welcome to do so. You can go to giveww.org. You can give one time or give on a recurring basis, PayPal, Cash App, text to give, Venmo, cryptocurrency, all of that stuff is there. We use it to get this word out every single day and to get it around the world and all the places that God's called us to go to. We love you so very much. Let's pray for that, for anything that you may be sowing today. Thank you, Lord, for every seed that people have sown. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in their lives so that they might have an abundance for every good work. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you are allowing us to partner with you to do. We praise you, we worship you, and we receive an abundant harvest, multiplied increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. We love you. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow, we'll talk about what we were talking about today. We'll talk about encouraging yourself and the importance of encouraging yourself. What to do when you're just not feeling it. Well, we were supposed to talk about today, but we didn't.
because the Holy Spirit led it somewhere else, and apparently that was important. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Love you. See you tomorrow. Hey, guys, we want to encourage you. Once again, one way that you can esteem this broadcast is by sharing it, getting it out so that other people have the opportunity to have this word put into them, have this daily bread. And so we ask that you do what this little thingy says, like, share, and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? Come on. I'm just kidding. Go ahead and just subscribe. No judgment here. Just do it. Just do it now. And you can like this video, you can press the share button, copy that link, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Twitter, put it on your MySpace, put it on wherever you want to put it. And we'll see you guys tomorrow at 